Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Comment Section. This episode, another special episode. We're going to talk about something I don't think we ever thought we were going to be making a special about way back in the day, back in 2017 when the original version of this movie came out. I never did either. This feels and, a little bit like deja vu. Yeah, and here we are. Yes. Unbelievably to me, if I was talking to myself in the past and I was saying, today on comment section, we are going to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League, or colloquially often called the Snyder Cut. Yes, I and you'd be saying it. to yourself also, hey, it's been four years. When, how was the Justice League sequel? And then you'd have to turn and say, what sequel? And you'd be like, oh, we got the same movie again. We okay, did. Also- we got an uh, <laughs> alternate cut. Yeah, yeah. different. So we're going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice and Zack. Warming up. One second. Um... Uh, not cutting any of that. Uh, we're going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League or the Snyder Cut, um, which is, of course, uh, uh, I mean, you know, I'll I'll give a a layman's recap in case for the for the completely uninitiated. In yes. 2017, uh, there was a, a movie uh, called Justice League, uh, part of the DC Extended Universe of movies. Uh, and uh, this movie was directed by Zack Snyder, but he at one point had to leave uh, as uh, that position. And uh, Joss Whedon took over um, and directed uh, some other parts of the movie. Um, it was all, always a little fuzzy, like which parts were Zack Snyder, or which parts were Joss Whedon. I think it was obvious to a lot of people like you know like just watching it and now we know a little there's better, only really one but... scene where i felt that and it was because it's a scene where barry and bruce first meet each other and that's because the lighting and their hair looks different yeah um but uh as a result this the, i mean this movie was i would say generally generally not well received the 2017 version uh at least in to to many to the broader audience and it it, overall uh it it left a lot of people asking where's the snyder cut people were thinking Zack snyder had a vision for this movie and there was so much footage shot and then joss whedon took it over and it became hours worth something worth shot so i think a lot of fans were starting to feel like so there must be a version of this movie that's good that the intended original like scripted planned version all of that was shot and then they came in and and ruined it i think that was kind of the (laughs) the feeling that a lot of people had which is why there was this big release and then we heard all these myths only 10 percent of the movie was by Zack snyder only the theatrical was by Zack snyder most of it was scrapped Apparently, like four hundred percent of the movie was by Zack Snyder. But yeah, we'll get into it. Um, uh, honestly, I was on this podcast a little bit of a naysayer, where I was just like, I just felt like there's no way that much exists. That there's this mythical entire other movie that can just be pulled out of that. I 
think I, I'm I'm still perplexed, but I think I was pretty wrong about that. There's a lot of stuff. Um, Over I two underest- hours. I underestimated how, just how much they shoot when they make movies. Yes. Uh, so, yes, uh, this is a new cut of the movie Justice League. Uh, a director's cut. Um, yes. Unlike a lot of director's cuts where it is pretty similar, but there's like a lot of more extended scenes because there isn't like a some like corporate entity saying it's got to be under this amount of time. It's got it can't have this. It's got to be. Uh, this is a director's cut that uh really ch- uh it, it takes the movie from two to four hours. So. That yes. says a lot. It doubles a lot. It. Yeah. I think that's all you need to know to understand how this is a bit of a different director's cut than most director's cuts. Yes. This doubled the size of the movie. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. So shall we start off with what we normally do, which is what was your introduction? So mm-hmm. I shall turn to you and ask, what was your introduction to the Justice League? Well, um, as a kid... Um, sometimes just catching it on Cartoon Network, probably. I saw some Justice League cartoons. I uh, was exposed to it in that way. Um, but not much exposure in terms of specifically Justice League comics and stuff. Like, I'm familiar with all the heroes, particularly Batman. I had, I've seen many of the movies with the characters, particularly Batman. Uh, so like I was familiar with the fact that justice league is a, a a group of, of heroes, uh, thing and including Batman and Superman and wonder woman. Um, but truly the, I mean, seeing justice league, uh, 2017, uh, really was one of the initiating things to me for the justice league franchise. Uh, I, uh, don't have a super deep connection to justice league. I do, like I said, some of the individual characters, but, um, yeah. So, uh, yet again, I think you're going to have a a bit more of a, a deeper connection. Uh, yes. For me, my introduction to the Justice League was watching the Super Friends cartoon on Cartoon Network, old school style stuff from the 70s and 80s. And then later, after Batman versus Superman and Superman the AMA series had ended, mm-hmm. those versions of the characters were brought back and crossed over in Justice League, one of my favorite cartoons of all time. And that Justice League animated series, followed by its sequel, Justice League Unlimited to me, was the quintessential Justice League experience. So, mm-hmm. that made me a, f- a fan of it because of um, because of that cartoon. I bought the comics, and I just remember thinking yeah. when the Avengers came out, man, wouldn't it be cool to have a Justice League movie? Yeah. 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 Well, I guess we got without, but with lots <laughs> of controversy. <laughs> yeah. Careful uh, what you wish for, kids. <laughs> Yep. Uh and so that's that's where we are. Um Yes. And she it was the first 
year of this podcast that yes. Justice League came out. It was such a throwback now. Our, I guess it was our second special episode. Yes. Was our um, first one Spider-Man Homecoming? I think it was, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah. And uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, um, is that is that all is that all with your history? Are we going to get into the actual well crux of this? Let's episode get into or? our journey with this franchise. Now, the Snyder Cut has kind of evolved into something else because when we did our Justice League special for the theatrical cut, we looked at what is your journey into the DCEU. Mm-hmm. But this thing has kind of evolved into what other fans are calling the Snyderverse, yeah. which is the movie Zach did. Mm-hmm. So I guess I will ask you, what was your journey with Man of Steel and <laughs> Batman versus Superman? Uh, let's see. Now, I've entered before. Man of Steel is, I honestly am, I actually don't completely know if I've seen it or not. I really like, you don't know. I, I think I've I I think I have, but uh, I sometimes question my memory of that because you I sometimes think that's the best memory to have. <laughs> yeah, um, because sometimes uh, when we're talking about it, I'm just like I that doesn't ring a bell. But um, well, it is eight years old. Yeah, yeah, it's it's older than I realize. I guess. Um, well, not not into it, not into that version of Superman. Uh, and to uh, I didn't see Batman versus Superman when it was in theaters. I was fully just off board, basically just superhero movies in general. Um, and uh, Superman wasn't an interesting character to me. And when I when I eventually did uh, see Batman versus Superman, I have. I had the opinion of a lot of people, which is that uh, Batman's pretty cool in <laughs> in this uh, in in the Snyder verse, if you will. I, I like this version of Batman. Um, there are a lot of uh, characters where it's I, I I don't prefer this version of the character. I guess another would probably be Joker. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess Lex Luthor. I don't know. I, I, I don't, these aren't my preferred versions of a lot of these characters. Uh, all right. Now I, I've me. been late to like all of them too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have not seen any of them in theaters except for justice league. Yes. Uh, I'm talking Snyder one specifically. Yes. All right. So I will always remember March 10th, 2010. It was when WB made an announcement. And it's one we've been hearing rumors of for a while. But it was one that I thought, all right, we'd had this great era of Marvel movies, right? We had the X-Men movies, the Spider-Man movies. We were building yeah. towards the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Now, DC, you have to remember, was coming off of Batman Begins and more importantly, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Which at the time I was like, this is the greatest superhero movie ever made. And then we heard the announcement: Christopher Nolan is back for a third Batman movie, and he will be a producer and godfather to a Superman reboot. So I was like, yes, yes, dude made 
you know, at the time, the two best Batman movies ever made. Now he's going to make Superman. And it's going to be great. And then they're going to cross over. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know how the Dark Knight Rises turned out. And then, you know, uninterested mm-hmm. in Man of Steel after how crappy the Dark Knight Rises was. Very uninterested. Went to it kind of expecting to hate it. Even worse than I thought it would be. I did not like Man of Steel. It just... Now, I will say the first hour is all right. It's when he gets the suit and starts flying around that it really falls apart. Uh, Which is not what you want to say about Superman. Movie. Yeah, I know. I was like, huh, an hour in the suit and now it's bad. That yes. doesn't sound like a good praise of a super <laughs> Superman movie. Yeah, so I just remember... I just remember being so disappointed with that movie. I even remember going to a graduation party and having it brought up how much I hated that movie. Because <laughs> oh. people saw how mu- how angry I was on Facebook. So, I hated The Dark Knight Rises. Hated Man of Steel. And Comic-Con 2013, we find out they're going to put Batman and Superman together as everyone was applauding. I was like, no, it's going to be crap. It's <laughs> going to be awful. Yeah. No. <clears throat> and then besides the fact that it was going to be our first Batman movie after the Dark Knight Rises, it was also going to be our second attempt at putting the Dark Knight Returns on the big screen. Mm-hmm. So we had that. And then as time moved on, because it was a three-year gap, it was supposed to come out in 2015, eventually came out in 2016. I go through these highs and lows. Like, I see one trailer. I think maybe this has a shot. See one trailer. Oh, this is going to be trash. And then, you know, for me, all that mattered was, can I just like Batman? As long as I get (laughs) Batman right... We're all yeah. good. And the Dark Knight Returns, let's do that. And Batman versus Superman, the theatrical cut. Well, both versions, I would say, is a very good Batman movie, a mediocre Justice League prequel, and a bad Superman movie. All wrapped into one yeah. confusing, convoluted package. Yeah. So, saw the theatrical cut, enjoyed Batman. Batman. I was like, you know what? All right, Batman was good. I guess that's good enough. But, you know, for me, I didn't have as much pressure on it because some people were hoping that this would be, you know, the DC, you know, DC's answer to the Avengers. And I was hoping for that. But for me, I'm... I'm trying to speak while trying to find a picture, and it's not working out, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for me... Uh, oh, I guess this will have to do. Okay. For me, you know, I was excited. I was hoping that Batman would be good. But for me, it wasn't... This DCU was not going to be the kind of real DC shared universe this already was the DC television universe so I went in not having as high of like this needs to be great 
I was like, all right, well, Batman works, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Theatrical cut, 30 minutes missing, and the story didn't make a lot of sense. Then you <laughs> see the theatrical cut, and there's some really important stuff that should have been in there. You know, not the stupid nightmare stuff that they kept in there. Not right. the um, Batman looking at Lex Luthor's laptop stuff, but, you know, some important stuff that would have helped the story make a lot more yeah, sense. Yeah. But whatever. I was like, you know what? Batman was good. Dark Knight, it was overall a good tribute to the Dark Knight Returns. So for me, that was overall just good enough. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what was your anticipation for the Snyder Cut? Uh, well, we'll divide it up into a few things. What are your thoughts before the announcement and after the announcement? Uh, that was coming. Well, I guess before, I just fully didn't think that there was going to be anything there to even make something out of i i i just i didn't know what was out there after the announcement i was thinking like okay i can see that maybe people were working off some information that i didn't have i guess i guess there is a potential to cobble together a, a cut like this and so i would say like the announcement that it was actually happening, I think, did change my mood at least just enough to 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 say like, okay, there's enough to make something out of. Um, but I still, I, I would say, I was n- I was never extremely excited for this. I just like I I just there was nothing giving me super big expectations of like how it could be that different. Um, I, I just, uh, I, t- I guess my attitude is just like, I'll have to just wait to f- develop my feelings on it until after I've seen it. I really, I didn't have very many preconceived feelings about it because I just was like, I, can't imagine what this is actually going to look like how much how different it's really going to be until i see it i i don't know that it's going to change my opinion on it that much i just i'm going to have to see it and so that's what i did i i kind of had to forgo some opinions on it until i finally saw it all right now for me before the announcement now i really like the theatrical cut I think it's the best movie the DCEU has ever done. So I didn't feel need for it. But I was saying, you know, it'd be nice. It would have been nice to have that footage if there is a lot of footage on the Blu-ray, just as a bonus feature. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, it's it won't happen because it's it's not the same thing, but like you know, we have two versions of Superman 2, and I like both of them, so it would be nice if we're not going to have a Justice League sequel to have at least another Justice League movie. So there was that. And then after the announcement, I still didn't need I did I still didn't need have a need for it, but I was excited to see new footage of Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. And the final trailer 
And we saw more positive reviews than I thought we would see. Did get me more excited for it. Mm -hmm. So before we get into our initial thoughts, were there any scenes from the trailers? No, you probably have not gone back to rewatch the trailers. Were there any scenes from the trailers that you remember thinking, man, I wish I could have seen that in context? Because I I have like four scenes I wanted to see. Uh, You mean like scenes from the trailers that... That weren't in the theatrical cut. Oh, okay. I got it. Um, Not exactly. Uh, From the trailers, all I remember thinking was it was increasing my like... Like... I really felt like this is seriously uh you can seriously add this much and make a narrative still <laughs> like i i was uh, i think particularly like knowing that dark side was going to be a part of it like there's just like those big changes like that and knowing the, how much of it wasn't going to be in it uh the trailers just kind of enhanced that feeling to me but i i have only seen the theatrical cut once so if i were to see something in the snyder cut uh in the in the trailers i wouldn't know it well enough to immediately know like this is different i'm getting this in a different context i i I wouldn't be able to recognize that immediately so i didn't get that kind of stuff from the trailers all right now for me the scenes that from the trailers i really wanted to see were one was Batman telling Cyborg he's real when it's useful. Remember that where Cyborg's like, didn't think you were real. And Batman's like, I'm real when it's useful. Yeah. Diana telling Bruce she thought the Age of Heroes would never come again. Barry using his speed and breaking through that window. And Bruce looking at the Superman hologram. Yeah. So those are some scenes. Mm-hmm. Now let's get into our initial thoughts. Sure. And I wish I had messaged you this earlier, but, you know, why not just bring it on you now? Okay, sure. Yeah. I think... I'll, I'll improv. Yeah. But go for it. I think that the only fair... No, it's going to come up. Comparisons between the theatrical <clears throat> cut and the Snyder cut. Yeah. I think the only really fair thing to do is to judge this movie as much on its own yeah, and try to bring them a theatrical cut as little mm-hmm. as possible. I yeah, think sure. that's fair to the movie. I, it's just now there'll be some stuff <laughs> that we bring up from the theatrical cut. In fact, yeah, towards the end we'll mention which cut do we prefer. But yeah, we're gonna try and have judge it by its own move as its own movie, similar to what. Well, I mean, you haven't seen it, but if we For had sure. seen the Richard Donner cut of Superman two, right. Um, yeah, that's that's a fair way to look at this, uh, to like really look at this as its own movie. Um, yeah, so let's not spend the whole time comparing and contrasting. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, it won't be too hard for me because uh, I really was in a lot of ways seeing this movie again. Uh, it was my first rewatch of this story since 2017. Uh, so I'm not going to be able to compare like I liked this story beat better. I liked this. I, I'm not going to be able to do those one on one comparisons super well. So I, I I'm going to be judging this watch of this movie um, 
it happens to be this cut of the movie. But yeah, uh, let, let's do that. I think I will probably do one teensy. I don't know if it counts exactly as a comparison in my initial. Well, thoughts, I mean, it, it will like that. come up, but yeah. like we're just trying to keep it to a minimum. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I'll turn to you first since right. you introduced the episode. What are your initial thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League, formerly known as the Snyder Cut? All right. Um, I will say um, I'm trying to form my thoughts a little on it still um, to some extent. Um, I don't I like so I, am I. I guess I don't know which way I'm going to end up on it. I There are positives and negatives that I can say about it uh, definitively. I think one of my overall feelings that I just keep thinking is there has to be some happy medium between this, or at least I should say like if there was this much footage and they had more time to work on it, there had to have been a way to edit this narrative down in something less than like, the narrative was way, way more sound than this. That was a huge improvement to me. Um, but then there was added stuff. It was like the narrative was all there, and then there was some stuff that was added that I almost thought was unnecessary to put in this movie. Uh, I don't mind it being like a four-hour movie. I think on a streaming platform, uh, when you can take breaks, and I did, I watched like half of it and then the other half later. Um, yeah, I, really, I did one uh, one night and then mm -hmm. the rest of the other day. Yeah, I really liked that it was separated into parts. It kind of gives you a maybe permission to say like, okay, I'll stop here. Or um, it, it kind of, it makes the narrative more easy to follow too because you're kind of seeing like, okay, here's the next arc of this. Because it's not really a three-act structure when it's a four-hour movie. So they had to put it into what? It was six parts, I think? Um, well, six plus an epilogue. Yeah, so kind of seven. Um, one second. Uh, okay. Um, so overall positive or negative opinion on it, I'm still formulating, but there are just, uh, uh, like I, I feel like we'll, we'll get into it more, but it was, uh, I don't mind the idea of it being so long, but there were parts that were drawn out where it didn't need to be. But they did fix a lot of issues with the narrative, and there was a lot of really cool extra footage. And uh, I really, really liked a lot of the additions. And I'm still left perplexed in thinking about some of the other additions. Uh, but we'll get into all that. So overall, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, for me, I thought that overall of the three he's done, this was clearly Zack's best movie that he's done in the DCEU compared to Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel. Yeah. He took a lot of criticisms from Batman versus Superman and improved upon them. And I think the two 
that I would say are number one in BVS, the story was a bit convoluted so -hmm. much so that when you took out 30 minutes, it just felt part. Now it was a badly edited theatrical cut, but even in the three hour version, there's a lot going on in there Mm -hmm. that could have been saved for other movies. And it was a better adaption of the characters because they don't act all like Batman. Like, yeah, Batman versus Superman almost falls into Super Friends territory where if you were just read the dialogue of Super Friends, you have no idea who's talking. You have no <laughs> idea. Is that Batman or is that Superman or is it yeah. Wonder Woman <clears throat> yeah. versus um, like the Justice League animated series? If you were to just read, okay, you know that's Superman, you know that's mm. Batman, you know that's Flash. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <clears throat> and compared to the compared to the other films, this one felt more hopeful. Like the other two are very much like the world is a horrible place and it's just gonna get worse. But yeah. This one was hopeful. Yeah. And I thought that was well, number one, it was needed after having two downer movies, but it felt like it wrapped everything up nicely. And I will say overall, it's a nice addition to the DC film legacy. And more importantly, it gives closure and is a nice wrap up to the Snyder era of DC films. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed to that as well. Yes. So shall we get into what worked in the film? Yeah, sure. Yes. Positivity. All right. Let's start with the best character in the film. <gasps> Who could that be? <gasps> it was Batman. That's right. So no surprise here because he did a great job with him in Batman versus Superman. Batman was my favorite character in the movie. And I thought that it was Ben Affleck's best performance as the character. And from everything we saw from the movie, whether it's he's older, so he's more experienced, whether it's him as a leader to the Justice League, or whether it's you're talking about how he's a mentor to the Flash, this this wasn't like better than The Dark Knight, but it is the best movie version of Batman that we've had since the Tim Burton era. Yeah. So what what did you think of the way Batman was portrayed in this film? Um, I, uh, bet I would say, I would hands down say Batman is my favorite part, except I'll, I'll get into one thing that I almost, I was thinking of asking about, uh, uh, which I'll get into in one second. Overall, I, I really, uh, love Batman in, uh, this version of, uh, of Justice League and this, there's some of this in the theatrical cut too already already compared it whoops no um uh (laughs) so uh but i like this more hopeful batman i like that the entire you know narrative is i mean the first leg of the movie is him trying to gather um the heroes together because he you know he has this hopeful view on the world now that's a that's a it feels earned too when you look at what he went through in bvs Mm -hmm. I, I like that. It, it feels like he's uh, he's gotten to this position and it, it's uh, it's a good start to the narrative and a good pull. And I like that it's all uh, 
centered around or like uh it's centered around batman in the sense that like he's the one pulling everyone together uh he's uh going out firsthand uh face to face trying to to find these super people oh yeah um, so they can become super friends yeah exactly um so yeah i i think batman is definitely one of my my favorite parts the thing i wanted to i couldn't remember this about the theater the theatrical cuts versus this i i couldn't remember that but just judging this on an on its own movie i i don't know if i'm remembering this correctly i it felt like in the climax of the movie that he wasn't there and then after they finished they helped him up from a hole well, what what he's part in the Batmobile he... a lot in the climax. Yeah, I remember he's driving around. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, I did, for some reason I was trying to piece together. I I could I should have just went back and like skimmed through it for a second, but I was like, why was he help being helped up from the hole? Like I think I just sort of felt like uh, sure. I think of the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was he was he he was at the, right after the end of the climax. He was falling. He was uh, I almost wondered if you were going to like make a connection to it because he was there was like he was like trying to stop from falling down. He had like one hand up and they like helped him up. Um, oh, wait, wait. I think you're talking about not the climax. Are you talking about when they're in the sewers in Gotham, no, when this is this they're is all climbing right on the bat. This is right after they defeat Steppenwolf, uh, and they're all together. And then I was like, "Wait, where's Batman?" And then you realize they they grab him and help him up from. Oh, uh, in the wait in the Snyder cut. Yes, in the Snyder cut. Okay, um, I think like they're in his Steppenwolf. No, they're in the nuclear facility. Yeah, so it's, it's the last it's part tall. before the epilogue. Yeah, I think it's because they're in this like a nuclear facility and everyone else could just fly up and Batman's I grapple got isn't. I got enough. it. So he's grappling up. For some reason, I just came out with a feeling that I wish there was more Batman in the climax of the movie. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, well, and I think maybe the reason they, I don't know, but I think maybe the reason they showed like Superman helping Batman up is to kind of show that they put their differences aside and now I gotcha. It was super besties because their mom's name is Martha. Yeah, that's true. That's a good connection, man. Did you ever Martha. see that thing that uh <laughs> someone made? I think it's a meme or something where um it's Batman and Superman giving each other a high jumping up in the air, giving <laughs> a high five, and it says your mom's name is Martha, instant besties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are the chances? Oh man. Um yeah, but I think that was that was something I just wanted to piece together uh, because that was a long movie and I could not keep track of everything. I couldn't find the symbolism. I couldn't even remember that it was Superman that helped him up. I get that now. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of it, was, if I remember right, he like fights an alien, takes their blaster because it's not it's not a gun if it doesn't have bullets. <laughs> but right. he's shooting the aliens with that gun. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I remember some of that more now. I, for some reason, came away with that feeling that I was like, uh, 
was Batman even in that? Like I couldn't really. It would have been nice to have had some action, like from that warehouse scene. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what you got to see everyone else. Like it felt like the whole team was coming together. And then I was like, was, was Batman? Like they were literally like one by one. They each had a thing with Steppenwolf. Like, uh, I, I, uh, you know, like, as Steppenwolf was being killed, they each had like a, a part that they took in it. And I can't even remember what Batman's part of that was. I don't so. think he did anything. Maybe there's like, yeah. if you watch it, there's like a battering that gets thrown. <laughs> yeah. Maybe something like that. But that's, that's, that's a bit of a nitpick, but I just, I was kind of, it kind of left me with a feeling like, could they have used Batman even better in this? I, I don't oh, know. I would love Bat- even more Batman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me too. That's why I was like, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I guess he's the one bringing them together, uh, and he's 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 almost like a, a, a kind of a, a nurturing figure over all of them in a weird way, yes. which I like a lot. So, to long uh, story short, I like Batman. Oh, yes. I like Batman. Who doesn't? <laughs> all right. Now compared to the. Batman versus Superman. I really liked how we got how Snyder used Wonder Woman in a bigger role. And she had great action scenes in this movie where you're talking about she saved the hostages or how she's the one who cuts off Stephen Wolf's head. The full hostages scene was super awesome in this. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I loved the additions to that. Yeah, and like I think my favorite Wonder Woman moment is where she tells the little girl you could be anything or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a great great scene. So yeah, Wonder Woman, one of my favorite character in my top three favorite characters from the Snyder Cut. So, what are your thoughts on Wonder Woman in this movie? Uh, <clears throat> I I. I mean, great. I mean, you reminded me of uh, a scene that definitely. Uh, I, I would say every everything about Wonder Woman, and uh, every scene with her makes her, uh, like, you know, maybe first, second, third, somewhere up there, which I guess is what you just said of my favorite character yeah. in it. Um, Again, I just I, I don't I don't know why if another feeling of like I wish there was even more of her. Uh but yeah, yeah. for our movie you're left wanting more. <laughs> I I don't know. I guess it is just like I feel like I wish that the balance of well I'll get into uh what I think took up too much of the runtime when I could have been getting more character stuff about Wonder Woman and Batman and stuff. But yeah, I, I do wish that there was uh, uh, more uh, personal stuff we got with in uh, more attentive scenes towards Wonder Woman and Batman uh, and everyone, kind of. Uh, but I'll get into why that is in a, in a little bit. But yeah. All right. So, again, rounding up my top three characters was the flash and snyder did a really good job with the more humorous character in the flash better than i thought that he would to be honest because you know he's done some darker movies yeah and you know i don't want to compare but it's just gotta be said 
the jokes from the theatrical cut, we now know the best ones were for were actually from Snyder. <laughs> yeah, I did. I uh, I I did get often a feeling where like um, scenes would come and go. And I would just sort of feel like oh, I kind of have a better feeling about that. Uh, like it was maybe not as uh, not as embarrassing to watch. <laughs> um, in particular, there was there's something I remember not liking about the sewer scene. I think humor wise, and that didn't happen. So, uh, but again, it's all like, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I know for sure that scene I thought was vastly improved and the, the humor was more bearable. I was also, there were a lot of moments like humor moments. I was so sure were Joss Whedon right. that I was, because I've seen the theatrical cut a lot that I was like, all right, this isn't going to happen. But then like one example was when Barry and Bruce go to his car and, Barry's eating the pizza and he says it's like a snack hole or whatever. And he says, yeah. What are your superpowers? And Bruce goes, I'm rich. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, as long as it's good, who cares who directed that moment? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I really like the Flash a lot as, as a character in this. I really liked the scene where he was. Uh, at the job interview or whatever. Um, that was uh, kind of a cool... And I, I felt like I cared about The Flash more um, than, I, than I thought I would, uh, I guess. Um, uh, it felt like a, a lot of the heart of the movie was in him. And even though sometimes I qu- I'm not totally sure how I feel about the humor, I do think that uh, he's a very sympathetic character. So I, I like the flash a lot. Um, absolutely. All right. So not a lot to go on these characters, but it was nice to have more backstory on Aquaman and cyborg to learn more about who they are and stuff like that. Yeah. I almost forgot about Aquaman when I was listening, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I was thinking, listening through who else do we have? Cyborg, Superman. Um, yeah, Aquaman doesn't get a whole ton. Um, but I guess... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot... Like, I wasn't yearning for more, like, with Wonder Woman and Batman, but that might just be because it's Aquaman. Um, like, uh, I, I, I liked Aquaman and Cyborg in the movie, but they weren't... Like, yeah, it wasn't, for me, it's Batman, Flash, and Wonder Woman. Those are the stars of the movie. Yeah, I will say uh, there wasn't as much heart or like care that I felt uh, just with what what Aquaman uh, had in this movie. I will actually say that with Cyborg, I thought that there was a lot of uh, pretty uh, powerful stuff. I thought I, I thought there was some heart in in that um, more Cyborg than Aquaman. Yeah, like I mean, between Cyborg was a better character than Aquaman was, and it was nice to like have more of a backstory. Like, how did he get to be the way he did? Like, is yeah, his mother's in the car accident, stuff like that. I actually felt that Cyborg was felt like a more major character in this cut than the theatrical cut. Maybe like he 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 seemed. It felt like he there was a bit more weight to the character. Um. Now, but, some of the stuff I would say 
you maybe don't put in a Justice League movie. Instead, do it, save it for a standalone cyborg movie. Yes. Yeah. But I did. If we're gonna go four hours, it was nice to kind of flesh out more of cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of this movie felt like to me, which was we have the time. Oh yes. We can just do this. <laughs> now let's talk about Stefan Wolf, our big bad guy. We won't talk about his design. We'll save that for later for what sucked. Because that design for Steppenwolf was awful. But, you know, Steppenwolf, not one of the great villains. Not even the best villain in this movie. But (laughs) (laughs) it was nice to kind of know more about his motivation, about how he's trying to please Darkseid to get back to Apocalypse. By the Mm -hmm. way, Steppenwolf looks nothing like his comic counterpart. Like how Darkseid looks like he's from the comics. Yeah, Stephen Wolf in the movie doesn't look like Stephen Wolf from the comics, but it was. I'm gonna look. Oh yeah, you're. Yeah, very very different. <laughs> yeah, but it was nice to kind of have Stephen Wolf. We know more about his motivation. We know what he's trying to do. You know, he's he's not talking to the box saying, "Mother, eons have passed since whatever it was, <laughs> mother." Yeah. Oh, was that actually in the movie where he goes, I must go, mother is calling, or did I just make that up? I don't know. I, I, it sounds, I would believe it if <laughs> it's, uh, it sounds right. You know, <laughs> it, it went from Martha in BVS to mother in Justice League. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. So, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I mean, I guess if you like the design... We can get him, we'll save the design for later. But what are your thoughts on the way Stephen Wolf was presented in here? I think that there was literally a scene uh, with Stephen Wolf that I out loud to myself just went, Why does he look like that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, there's something goofy about him. You know, I'll, 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 before we'll get into it later, but I'll just say this. Everyone's freaking out, but I'm, I must say, the theatrical cut, the design of Stephen Wolf is better. Um, I'm looking, I didn't remember how different it was. And I'm, I've been like looking up images, trying to see if this is actually like for real, how different I did not remember. He looks much more like a, a person wearing a helmet than the sort of, yeah, I'll just say, I think that looks better than, um, I'll say a hundred percent design wise, a hundred percent. The old one is better. I, yeah. But in animation I, wise, the new yeah. one looks better because they have more yeah. time. If they would have just put more time into the old design, that would be better. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think that design, the, the, the new design looks awful. He has a very goofy, tiny face. Yes. <laughs> it's very strange. I didn't. I did not realize that it was this different. For some reason, it just kind of like I. Th- I think that was my like. Why does he look like that? Because something was weird. Something was off. I was like, this isn't. This is different. <laughs> why does he look like that? Um. But yeah. Didn't realize it was that different. But yeah, I. <clears throat> I don't know. I overall the villain what was kind of a wash in this movie in both yes <laughs> luckily not as bad as jesse eisenberg's lex but yeah <laughs> all right let's get into the best villain of the movie right maybe had a small role but hey mm-hmm. it was better than what stefan wolf had 
Yeah. Let's get into Dark Side. Dark Side is the big bad of the DC universe. Yeah. And you know, I did not think we were going to I thought Dark Side was going to have a pretty tiny role. To be honest, I thought it would be just something they'd add in like now the Snyder cut was going to happen. It's just something they quickly yeah. threw in there. Yeah. But man, when Dark Side was on, he was awesome. The performance, I think the guy's name is Ray Porter. Did a great job voicing the character. I love the design of Darkseid much more than Stephen Wolf. And boy, man, when he was on, you could feel the power yeah. of that villain. Uh, yeah, that made it. Uh, it actually, to me, improved the. Uh, it, it improved the the feeling overall because, like, I thought Stephen Wolf was kind of a lame villain in the first <laughs> version, and it, like so. It gave this feeling of like, this is the guy. Uh, Stephen Wolf is the guy who's very powerful and is uh, uh, they're dealing with right now. But there's this looming, greater uh, evil that you know they still need to deal with. It makes it feel like, oh, it would be cool if uh, we would get to see that to fruition uh in like a thanos sort of sense but uh even if we don't see that i think the stakes being that high and knowing that the stakes are that high um makes steppenwolf feel like more of a, a pawn and a bigger thing uh and that that bigger thing is really the villain so i'll, I'll be honest if i could have made any suggestion to Zack Snyder, I would say, you know, Zack, why not instead of doing Stephen Wolf, take him out and put Darkseid in his place? Yeah. Just and honestly, I double almost over the dialogue thought that's what they were going to do. I almost thought that's what they were going to do. Because <laughs> um, they I did saw do the that. Darks there is a scene where Darkseid in the flashback is in Stephen Wolf's place. Oh, really? When it's the Amazons and Atlanteans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that would be cool. Um, I could see that someone arguing that that's uh, evidence of bad writing if you can just put uh, a different CGI character in the place. But uh, but it would have been better. Still, it would have yeah, <laughs> it would have been better. Um, uh, it's it was good, but it could be better. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, to quote Max Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, compared to Batman versus Superman, the character interactions in this movie were so much better. Um, whether you're talking about Batman and Wonder Woman or Batman and the Flash, mm -hmm. you know, because like I said, it falls into Super Friends territory where in BVS, maybe even a little, maybe Wonder Woman did was a little similar in BVS too, where at least in Batman versus like. The scene they first meet, right? Yeah. You know, where Superman says, next time they shine your light in the sky, don't bother going with the bat is dead. Bury it. If you take away the bat reference and you just read that dialogue, you can't tell who's who. Yeah. Versus like, um, like that. I mean, the scene that we talked about earlier, like when Bruce first meets Flash. Mm-hmm. You take away, you don't know who's talking. You could easily tell who's Bruce, who's Barry. 
And totally. uh, same thing with, with like Wonder Woman and Cyborg and stuff like that. Yeah, very, yeah, very distinct for sure. Yeah, and I think that made the movie better. Yeah, for sure. I I, I agree. The the, uh, the the characters all felt distinct and uh, had their own personalities, which feels like the bare minimum. So yes, <laughs> that's how you get a passing grade. Just the bare minimum. <laughs> <C. laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Now, as a Batman fan, you know, we've had so many movies where it's just been solo Batman the last. Oh, my God. Has it been 16 years since Batman Begins? Wow. That is a mind screw right there. But we've had so much solo Batman. You know, I really wanted Robin to be in The Dark Knight Rises. No, that doesn't count. Stupid (laughs) name thing. Yeah. But it was so nice to see Batman in a mentor role. And I think that's when you can do more with the character, where he can be more cool. Because when it's just him by himself, it's more of, is Batman going to be in trouble? But no, not only does Batman have to protect himself, he's got to help out other people, and he doesn't want to lose a member of his team. And I think whatever incarnation you're talking about, giving Batman like a new family, whether you're talking about Robin, Nightwing, and Batgirl, or whether you're talking about the Justice League, that right there, that's, that is like a perfect ending for that character. Is that hey, he he goes out at night and fights criminals, and the universe rewarded him by giving him a family again. All right, now where's oh, this was a really nice scene. I thought um, done better in here than in the theatrical cut. You know, we're dealing with what is the world like without Superman, but we can't help but think what is the world like without Clark for Lois and Martha. Mm-hmm. So I thought the scene with Lois and Martha talking about how Lois is struggling to get back into the world was really great. One of like the highlight scenes almost ruined by the fact that you find out it's not freaking Martha. That was so dumb, but we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, you know, I just realized I just I just recontextualized that. Oh scene yes, in my head. I had so to. <laughs> I re- overall I enjoyed that scene minus the last ten minutes, which borderline ruined it. Mm-hmm. But um, also we find obviously there's a pregnancy test in there, so maybe little baby Jonathan. Oh, there. Ooh. Ooh, so yeah, what did you think about? I don't know if you remember, but the scene between Lois and Martha and what life was like for Lois without Clark. Yeah, I thought I thought that was uh I thought that was really good. Um I uh I liked what I remember of that uh, from theatrical cut too. Um, I did like that there was more time to let that breathe, to sort of sit with her grief a bit. That was a uh, more emotional part of the story. Um, I mean, for me, I, comparing to the theatrical cut, theatrical cut, Lois is at the Daily Planet in the theatrical cut, and in this one, it's Martha telling her to get back to the Daily Planet. I gotcha. Yeah, that that um that does add more context and setup that is useful um martha <laughs> right <laughs> um 
I think this is this is always one thing with like uh uh with Superman as a character at least in 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 this version uh, is like it always makes me like do you really process grief the same way when you're in a universe where he could very easily come back to life? But they don't know that. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, but I, I, I maybe I'm coming at it with too much of a. Uh, yeah, it's not like the comics where every five years you die and come back. Yeah, it's just it's which just I really I hope someday they stop doing that. Like it was cool in '93 when they did it with Superman. It's been lame ever since. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm maybe that's <laughs> that's what I'm exhausted by in comics too. <laughs> Um. Yeah, but yeah, a, a a good point. I I overall, it is one of the grounding parts of the. It's not as grounded as what we talked about in the last special episode. Yes, back in old uh, Smallville with a whole all the family issues, seeing it firsthand. But it does ground uh, the 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 issues and the grief of this movie quite a bit. So yeah, that's a that's a good part. All right. Now, this Snyder cut, we knew it was going to be full Zack Snyder. And boy, that final scene with Steppenwolf, the final fight scene, man, did that really um, show off Zack's skills. Maybe he used a little bit too much slow-mo in the whole movie. Heck, maybe it could, we could have lost <laughs> a half hour if it had been regular was... speed. <laughs> yeah. I but... was going, that was going... I, will, I guess we'll get into that more with the... St- there is a lot of slow mo. There is a lot, especially <laughs> so, in a four hour movie. You're like, come on, dude, let's get yeah. on with it. <laughs> yeah. But those those fight scenes in the climax, whether you're talking about like, yeah, just the whole fight with Stefan Wolf, the whole league together, oh, it was awesome. It is everything you want in a Justice League movie, at least in terms of action scenes. Mm-hmm. So, what'd you think about that awesome? awesome fight scene that at the end the action in terms of the the, end very very loud yeah i thought that was really awesome uh seeing them finally i mean after a long uh four hour uh movie uh it was uh really really satisfying close um and like I, i mentioned i loved uh, the part where they all got to have their own little uh, their own little part of finally defeating him that they each had a role in it uh, and then finally Wonder Woman comes down and chops off his head and that's uh, oh yeah that was pretty cool badass. it's pretty cool um <clears throat> So now, yeah, it's great seeing it's Justice League. It's great to see them all come together and and fight together and use their powers together. So yeah, it's it's great. Now I don't know. Now to be fair, there was a cool slow mo scene. Now could have been cool if someone wasn't in the car, but that was pretty cool right there. Yeah. yeah. Now I've heard some people mention it might be a reference to this cover. Because, you know, they're kind of going 
that way. Yeah. But I don't know. But it either way, like a, it feels like a stretch because superheroes are like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. But how look at look at that seem Aquaman cyborg wonder yeah, that's awesome wonder woman's got the best pose right there that is awesome yeah that, yeah and flash right there i just wish batman would have been on grapple line or something but yeah yeah it would have been cool um uh yeah uh anything else on well let's get into one of the coolest moments which was in when it looked like they were defeated, they were screwed. And I was thinking, oh, is this a cliffhanger everyone was talking about? But we saw the Flash use the Speed Force and go back in time and fix everything. Right. That yeah. was awesome. Awesome. One of the best action scenes we've ever seen in a superhero movie. It was great. Really built it up so that, I mean, you have a tough job to follow up on the great flash TV show that's on right now. You have to give them something a little bit more in the movies and that scene. Oh, was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. That, that was such an awesome flash scene that it, uh, almost, uh, or maybe kind of did make me, uh, recontextualize one of my complaints, uh, be, uh, I'll get into it. there's there's a lot of flash scenes like slow-mo flash scenes um like with but, the hot dogs in the air yeah yeah um but it sort of did make it in the end feel like uh like you've seen this before and now this is the time like they they contextualize like his abilities well enough to where i think everyone understands the the feat that he just did to uh uh, bring them back <laughs> to victory. Oh, yes. So I guess final thing that worked, you know, I'm going to disagree with a lot of people who have watched the Snyder Cut. A lot of people are talking about, oh, this ends on a big cliffhanger. Honestly, no, it doesn't. I had to completely disagree with that ends on a cliffhanger because a lot of people are talking about those stupid nightmare scenes that were dumb and pointless, never should have been filmed in the first place. But when you watch them, and why is Batman getting those dreams? But whatever. But anyway, when you watch those, it's just Bruce is having some dreams. Alfred needs to stop watching Mad Max Fury Road so many times. Yeah. When you look at the ending... Well, you're talking about Superman, the shirt rip. We won't talk about how he still has that stupid black suit at the end. Whether it's Batman getting the bat signal in the sky or the actual final scene of the movie where John Jones, who doesn't even know Bruce's parents, tell, so I guess it doesn't mean as much, but the, you know, the, it's a thought that counts, that Bruce's parents would be proud of him or Wonder Woman finding her place or Barry... Um, gain that job at the central city police department yeah or aquaman mm. kind of taking his reign as king of atlantis or cyborg gain his upgrade it feels like everything is naturally tied up yeah. like it's done it's over and you know what mm -hmm. it's okay to say goodbye like yeah it's wrapped up it's put in a nice boat i don't know how the Snyderverse could have a better ending Mm -hmm. than that like it just feels it's everything is wrapped up perfectly well it's just 
as an ending, I thought those last few minutes perfectly nail it. Yeah. Minus that stupid nightmare Joker crap. Yeah. Um, uh, I would fully agree that I don't think there's anything about the narrative and the main characters, the Justice League, that doesn't feel wrapped up. It feels like everything is wrapped up there. I think I would maybe just disagree with what they chose to put at the end because then it feels like in the death stroke scene or um am i right the very very last like literally the last scene wasn't it when the the martian man hunter yeah that feels like i can understand like someone might feel like that's a cliffhanger because like oh they well now we know new member yeah, uh, yeah, and I—that's I, the way I took it. Like, okay, here the Justice League is is growing, but now it's um, seven members. Hmm. Uh, but uh, it, it, it and like I almost took it like that scene. Bruce being told his parents will be proud of him is like everything is tied up. Yeah. No, I do. I don't like. I said. I. I. I don't think that it feels like there's any loose ends with the characters. All right. So shall we talk about what could have been better? Let's do that. Let's get a bunch of um, people who rallied so hard on the Snyder cut to hate us. Uh, it do. Are are there like really hardcore fans of the Snyder Cut? Are like there are there people who swear by it that it's oh like- they think it is God's gift to cinema, and by God they mean Zack Snyder. It is just brilliant. Okay, it is the best superhero movie ever made. Gotcha. Warner Brothers was fools to move on from the Snyderverse, mm-hmm. and they they believe that there's going to be a sequel coming soon. All right. Yeah. So if that's if you, that's you the seem context, a little scared now, like oh my god, <laughs> is it too that, late to back out of this? Yeah, I think I, I said not to fire me earlier uh, <laughs> for not knowing enough. It might be. I think I quit. No. All uh, right, go text I, I to Paul. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk to Paul. I'll stay. I'll stay on the podcast. I've said more controversial opinions about Star Wars than I'll ever say about the Snyder Cut. Yes. It's fine. It is completely fine. The Last Jedi was good. Let's move on. All, All right. right. Uh, let's get into the first thing. Um, there were two big problems I have with the movie. Well, I mean, overall, I enjoyed it, but there mm-hmm. were two big problems which could have made it from good to great. Yes, and one of them sometimes more isn't better. You mm-hmm. could really feel that four hour runtime. Now, look, I'll be honest. <clears throat> Batman versus Superman and Avengers Endgame at three hours, you don't feel the runtime. In fact, yeah. they feel shorter than a lot of two and a half hour movies. Mm-hmm. But and maybe there was a way where four hours could have worked, but man, yeah. do you really feel it? Yeah. Especially in the first hour. The first hour is the one that feels really dragged out. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> bigger isn't always better. Like, look. If you filmed it all, it's going to be on streaming. Why not? But I would have preferred an alternate, shorter one. Yeah. No, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying at the beginning, or it feels like there would be some in between. Like you could take the the Snyder stuff and make an edit of it 
that is that is better. Um, and the other thing I'll say, uh, like, I don't have a problem with it being four hours at all. Uh, my favorite movie franchise and my favorite version of those franchises are all four hour movies. It's the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the extended cuts. They're all like four hours long each. Uh, and, uh, like even for me, like it's, it's not easy to like watch those movies in one sitting. That's, those are also movies where you can watch part of it and then watch another part of it later. Um, and it's also like, I, if you're not in the right mood, there's a lot of information and it can drag on, especially with the second movie. I think the first and last are fairly exciting and uh, don't feel that long. Is it like what most people think of Star Wars? It's the reverse where most people think Empire is the best Star Wars. Is two the worst of Lord of the Rings? A lot of people swear by that being the best. Uh, oh. I think I, 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 a lot of people do. Uh, I th- I think I probably will, I I'm I might like it the least. It's just it's it's a lot more uh detail heavy and drags out uh and uh like there's a very clear like uh beginning of the story in the first one uh where it feels more down to earth and there's a very clear climax and ending in the last one where there's a lot of this like connective tissue in the middle that a lot of people really love because it's really action-packed and there's a lot of really dark dramatic stuff and war and stuff but uh i find i think it's the least accessible uh anyway uh i think but like with the two towers like the extended version of the that's the second one uh it's uh uh, like a four-hour movie with just tons of detail. I I don't think that if if a person watching through Lord of the Rings the first time cho- chooses to watch the extended cuts the first time, uh, that that is that would be such a slog to get through. But it's because <laughs> there's so much information and so much stuff happening. It's not like slow. That brings me to the Snyder Cut, which is a four-hour movie. It's not like ha- like half the runtime is just slow motion and hero shots. Yeah, like I, I, I that's uh, he really. Well, that's another point. He really did put in way too much slow motion into this movie. Like sometimes uh, every single action sequence, even if it wasn't a big like important one that was the end of an act, had a super dramatic slow mo shot every single time and like that to me says that it doesn't need to be four hours (laughs) uh it's different than other four-hour movie experiences in that way uh it doesn't justify it justify it it isn't justified by having a lot of content uh story-wise to fill that out um it was odd to me. Um, and, uh, uh, I definitely felt it because of that where sometimes I would, uh, during the runtime almost zone out. Like it would start to get like slow and, 
uh, there'd be dramatic music playing. And I'm like, okay, this is the 11th time this has happened. I'm starting <laughs> to zone out. Uh, oh, I felt that a lot too. Uh, and like with, with the flash, um, <clears throat> sometimes like every time he does anything, it's a slow-mo dramatic scene where things are just floating and time is still and it's just electricity and him like focused on something. It, it feels like those scenes are so long and should be the opposite. He's fast. I know. Sometimes I wonder, like I get that, especially in the climax there. It's really cool. Cause yeah. like the music is swelling. The electricity is all slow. <laughs> you're seeing it slowly reverse. That's great. That's a great choice to make it slow because you're like, uh, you're he's so fast. You're kind of seeing it how he sees it. I get that, but I feel like you should you like. Wouldn't it be more exciting to sometimes see the Flash just move really fast? Yes, it would. Like uh, it, these extremely dragged out. Like every single Flash scene was treated like the climax scene because it was slow and there was <laughs> yeah. music swelling and like or like when his finger is slowly <laughs> and it's like 10 minutes breaking through that. the glass. Yeah. And, um, uh, sometimes don't you just want him to go? Yes. I, awesome. I feel like how many times in the movie was, he, did he just go? Like, I feel like you never <laughs> see that. Just, uh, uh, yeah, I don't recall that ever happening. I know. I don't know. It's, it's, that's strange to me. Uh, and added to so much of the runtime. And, uh, like, honestly, the only slow mo scene I th felt was worth keeping was that one I just showed of like the heroes in that cool pose. Yeah. That was really the that only one cool. I felt was I feel necessary. Like you can select if you can select the best, most dramatic, like parts that are like, it feels like every time the heroes were all together, uh, they also were trying to like make it a dramatic hero shot. Like um, when they're like, all standing up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every time they were together, it was like, oh, it's the Justice League. And then now it's five minutes of music and like slowly panning on them to the point where I feel like it kind of ruined the final one for me. Like there's right after they're victorious and they're all standing like in the sunlight and it's slowly panning across all of them. I think it zooms out and you see their, their, yeah, that, um, that's awesome. Yeah. But it happens so many times through the movie. Yeah. Like you see them just standing there and then we cut to that and it's still yeah. slow-mo. Yeah, it, it that this kind of thing happens so often in the movie that it made this feel like it wasn't the climax of the movie. I was just like, is this the end? Because this happens all the time. How am I supposed to know that? Yes. Like the language of movies where like uh, you normally when I would see this, I would go, ah, this is the end of the movie. Honestly, if it just cut out after this and it rolled credits, normally I would be like, that makes sense. That felt like the end of a movie. Um, not that that would be the most satisfying thing, but instead when I was watching this, I was like, it, so is this supposed, am I supposed to feel like this is it? Like this is the big ending. Like they were victorious <laughs> because this is what happens every 10 minutes in this movie. <laughs> I, oh I, yes. Yeah. I, but 
recontextualizing it, that was uh, a re- that was really awesome. That oh, yes. and the, a- that and the them flying were the yeah. coolest versions of that. But um, yeah. All right, now let's get into the next problem I had with this movie. Like the next, these were the two biggest issues I had. Notice how we didn't mention a character earlier in what worked. The uh, character, oh, you don't remember. Well, because he's the most forgettable character of the movie. And I that is oh, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're like, oh, yeah, Superman was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, despite coming back from the dead, despite about how talking about I've got a second chance and I'm not going to waste it, he's still the same mopey character from Man of Steel and BVS. He is hmm. still the mope yeah, of steel. Is. In fact, he even gets even more mopey by going full gothic in that black suit. <laughs> and he doesn't even get rid of yeah. it at the end. Now, it's a little homage to the comics. Actually, I heard that was changed for the Snyder Cut. Warner Brothers didn't want him in the black suit. They filmed it in the red and blue, which mm-hmm. I agree with Warner Brothers. That was the better decision. And when they were editing it, because, you know, was it matter? The Snyder verse is done anyway. They digitally altered it to be black. I see. So he goes through his emo phase, his just gothic phase, and then he keeps the suit at the end. And even like one of my one of my favorite scenes from the theatrical cut is where Superman enters with Steppenwolf and he says, uh, like something like, I believe in truth, but I'm also a big fan of justice. And that was like, yeah. They finally got DCEU Superman right. But this one, he just zooms in with his black suit. Yeah. You know, Steppenwolf hits him, goes, I'm not impressed. And I swear I thought it was going to wipe a tear because Steppenwolf ruined his new suit. <laughs> like, yeah. My suit Too bad. is ripped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I were to, uh, if I were to, Say I'm like felt like I was missing something from the from the theatrical from the theatrical cut and in general, I don't feel like I was missing much. In fact, there are a lot of things where it was only in retrospect where I was like, you know, I didn't hate that in the theatrical cut, but looking back, I'm glad that wasn't in it this time. Um, there were several things like that, but the thing that really felt missing was a lot of the stuff towards the end of the movie that made Superman feel more like Superman that I just uh, it just something felt missing with them there at the end I I, I there were some of those more like the one you mentioned more cheerful scenes where uh, um, in general I'm glad that the entire like village thing during the climax with the weird family thing all that Joss Whedon stuff Generally glad that the was one family gone. in Russia. Yes. Um, but there were d- sprinkled throughout the whole end of the theatrical cut, some more uh, jolly Superman moments. <laughs> yeah. Than- like in this, like he is so forgettable. Like part of me is glad Warren brothers didn't use him in the marketing because he has no role in the movie. 
Yeah. He just is kind of there. Like, mm-hmm. Alfred has more of an important role than Superman. Yeah. Yeah, it was really... um, And, like, the thing is, because I never cared that much about this version of Superman anyway, it didn't affect my view of it that much. Um, this is Justice League, though, like... I, I know, but uh, I guess while watching it. Um, but they really should have done Superman better. Which is what we said for three three films now. Yeah, yeah. They had a last chance, and all right. Now let's talk about something that a specific scene that felt really dragged out, and this is not a moment that you want dragged out. Man, that opening scene where we revisit Superman's death in BVS, and you know his scream wakes up the mother boxes. Boy, did that feel? Did that just go on and on? I'm like, I I wonder what I was doing. I I. I blocked this out completely. <laughs> I think I was, I think I was playing video games or something. I <laughs> so. that was so boring and nothing like it. And it's so such a slow thing. It felt like it was happening in slow mo too. It's like, oh god, get on with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they they didn't. <laughs> I don't think they needed to recap that. Yeah. All right let's talk actually i will say this is i i like that they put that whole recap thing a little later in the movie because in the first one the other one just started with it um the like expose or the like the whole explanation from wonder woman the you mean his death or the, like the like lore explanation from like this is more the explanation of the mother boxes Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I did like how that kicked off, how his death did kick off everything, but yikes, dude. Like, it's so dragged out. Oh, I don't I don't like the way this started at all. I think both <laughs> versions started bad. Um, well, no, I'll, I'll disagree. First one, we had the in the theatrical cut, Superman, we saw Superman actually act like Superman, where he's like, sure, I'll be on your podcast. With oh, your yeah, that's uh, stupid hippo question. More t- then we had early... Batman versus the robber. Yeah. We're we're uh I liked that stuff. And um, then we had the music montage, which may have it, like you felt more of like the world without Superman versus this was okay. When, does, when does we're comparing it to the theatrical, but when does the mother box explanation happen in the theatrical version? I think um when Diana goes to talk to Bruce, oh, when I mean that's the same time it happens in the, <laughs> I I for some reason I thought the movie opened with that. I no, uh, no opens just... with Superman podcast and the robber, then the music montage, then it goes to the robbery. Right. Then I think it's Bruce. No, wait, wait, it couldn't be that because he gets buried. Then it's what's going on with cyborg then it's bruce and diana talking and then that's how we get the explanation of the mother box got it okay i i just remember it feeling less convoluted in this version uh, but maybe that's just because there's more movie to help you contextualize it um because i yeah. remember feeling more confused in the theater. i think like the the snyder cut did more of a better job of showing why you should be afraid of dark side 
Yeah, got it. All right. Well, thanks for helping me uh, unravel the uh, the the theatrical version years later. Oh um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's. Well, we talked about this earlier. Let's get into it now. That Steppenwolf design is awful. It's terrible. Metal spikes. It looks like crap. I hated it. Yeah, bold bold move to do CGI of tons of tiny little reflective. And was metal it really spikes? necessary for them to move like that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, because uh, I had my I, overall. I don't get <laughs> what this character is in general, but yeah, the the. Like I'll say that 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 old one that I I think that that CGI looks pretty bad. It's weirdly oily, fake looking but skin like, on it, the one on the left. Yeah, the it's other one looks design. more complete. Y- yeah, the theatrical cut is just a better design. Yeah, it. I in fact I actually for some reason in my memory I thought it was worse than that. Like I thought it was this less human sort of alien looking, but um, yeah, that's a that's a better villain. The only thing I don't really like about it is that in in the original Steppenwolf looks so much like just a guy, but completely CGI. So it's a little weird looking, <laughs> but that's my only complaint. Yeah, like the spikes. Was that really necessary? <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. Yeah, I just I was not a fan of Stephen Wolf's design. Yeah. I mean, especially in a film where regardless of what you think, like the Batman suit looks great, Dark Side looks great, Wonder Woman suit looks great, Flash, even the gothic black Superman suit looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right. People talk about, let's make fun of it. What was up with the lady grabbing Aquaman's shirt, sniffing it, and then everyone there singing a weird song? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It broke out in song. Dude, I I gotta say this. That was worse than anything we saw in the theatrical cut. That was so cringy. It's like, yikes. That was really like... This is only a director's cut, kind of like there's no movie would like put this in it with that. That's such a director's cut thing. That's such a director's vision. No one like really. I just did. wish there would have been a scene where Bruce looks over to them annoying and goes, oh, Jesus Christ. And just <laughs> yeah. Walks away or something. Yeah. I. What was the point of that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know it. Like, maybe it's a producer's daughter who wants to break into music and they thought this was a way to get it. I don't know, but it's like, why? Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't have much to say about that. I, it was part of the first hour of this movie, which I think we all know is the weakest. You know, I think like both BVS and Watchmen, like the first hours are weakest. And then they get better. Yeah. I think that's yeah, usually a pattern with Snyder. It's like the later it gets, the better it gets. Uh-huh. 
All right. Let's talk about something that really got annoying after a while. The soundtrack. I don't think it was just for one woman. I think it was everyone where the lady starts like screaming her music or whatever. Like uh, whenever they're about to go in a slow-mo or something. Uh, wait, I'm trying to think. Was this the... Um, I know that there was a recurring like motif where it sounded almost like an opera singer. Yeah, sound like, like that. that. Yeah. Uh, I can... There was a point after a while where I groaned whenever I was like, oh, can that lady shut up? Yeah, I, I, I get... <laughs> I get the the drama of that. I think that could be used effectively, but I don't understand using it multiple times. Like use it once in the final yeah. bat where like where she's about to cut off Steppenwolf's head. Don't go back over and over and over and over and over and use it. Yeah. Like I feel like if you have a musical motif or something, you could probably maybe do the same melody uh but with different instrumentation or something uh and have something in particular that it's coming back with uh like uh like uh i don't know something like uh like the force theme or something where it's like a motif that is attached to something and like when wonder woman's about to have a big action scene you don't want to hear that you want to hear the wonder woman theme yeah I'd be curious to know more about that piece and why it is that way. Yes. Now we talked about earlier. I just got to bring it up, man. The Martha Lois scene was very nice. Borderline ruined by how stupid it was. That wasn't even her. It was Martian Manhunter. So I just, it felt like honestly, it felt like there was no plan for that to actually happen. And it's just a myth that the Snyder Cut people created and Zach just put it in there. Right. For later. And I just got to say, they totally ripped off Supergirl with that. Really? Like, oh, here's this military guy who doesn't trust a Kryptonian and then ends up trusting them. And, you know, they both have really nice, deep voices. So why not have them be Martian Manhunter? You can't give it. They totally ripped the eye off from Supergirl. I see. Yeah, I, I'll take her word on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So did you have anything? Did that bother you as much as it did me? Like, that's not even Martha. Like, I didn't uh I didn't recontextualize like the past scenes uh after I heard oh. that. Uh so but yeah, now you've ruined it for me for sure. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Like it to have an emotional scene between two characters and then it turns out it, yeah, that's very strange. All right. It doesn't seem like the original the first scene would have ever been intended to be shot that way. Like yeah. they would, made it such a powerful scene if they knew that to begin with here's a question i gotta ask all right why did cyborg's dad silas silas stone mm -hmm. get into that room with the mother box as that thing as that laser was pointing at it did he i mean did they just kill him off just to kill him off was mm -hmm. he like son I've seen aliens, I've seen Kryptonians, I've seen Amazons. This is the peak of life. 
I quit. <laughs> I'm done. You, right. sir, are on your own. Upgrade yourself. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to figure that out. Um, uh, because, like, I get they were trying to go for some kind of sacrifice thing to help. But I was trying to figure out, like, why was he... Did, did he just end up in there because he was trying to do something and then he's like oh whoops i'm stuck in here now i guess i gotta do what i gotta do like i i i couldn't quite piece together why and maybe yeah. the answer is that there isn't a good reason and that he <laughs> maybe it's just well because he had to die so if you're gonna die why not go out with a mother box yeah um because let me see so he like i don't know what to call it but he like activated it or like whatever uh they explained to they were shooting like a laser at it yeah and they explained that the reason why he did it was to create some kind of heat signature that would help them locate the other ones something like that but i don't understand why he had to be in there like, like was if it you an accident no, I think I think he's just there, just like, hey, son, I'm done. Like, I can't do this. Yeah, I I don't know. It felt like they just killed him off just to kill him off. Yeah, just to have uh, something. Kind of like to have a Coulson dramatic. moment in from the yeah. first Avengers. Yeah. All right, here's something that was in the theatrical cut, and I never even understood it, and I still don't get it here. Why are they making Wayne Manor the Hall of Justice? Like, that is a dead giveaway <laughs> about what That's who true. Batman is. Yeah. Uh, like when people are just like, huh, did you notice that uh, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman, the whole gang, they all just went to Wayne Manor? Did anyone notice that? Is that fine? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, they all just go to Wayne Manor. Like, they recruit Green Arrow for the thing, and he gets yeah. the address, and he's like, wait, this is Wayne Manor. Oh, I see what's going on. Bruce Wayne is friends with Batman. That's what it must <laughs> yeah. be. Like, wow, Bruce Wayne really is rich. He he has, he can afford to make this <laughs> uh, place for these people he has no affiliation with. There's like a scene where they're having a meeting, and Green Arrow's there. And then, um, like, <laughs> Alfred walks in and goes, oh, crap. And Green Arrow's like, yo, you hired Bruce Wayne's butler, too? Wow, that <laughs> must cost you a free penny. Wow, Alfred, two paychecks. <laughs> that must be nice. And then wow. Alfred's like, you have no idea what I go through, sir. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Why not have like an abandoned Wayne Enterprises building or like mm -hmm. he talks about how he bought a bank at the end. Why not just buy another building? Oh, yeah. I mean, they could have had it in a bank. <laughs> oh, yes. Hall of Justice, you could put that anywhere. Yeah, put it in the bank vault. Oh, yes. Be kind of cool. All right. Let's get into <clears throat> this. All right. Uh, I had two two of my most major um, issues with this movie, and we haven't gotten to the other one yet. So, well, I like yeah, 
Well, that. I had one more major issue, oh, but okay. what were you going to bring up? It might be the one I was going to mention. Well, that's what I was thinking. Um, you already mentioned not liking it, I think. Uh, the Basically, I have a problem with like 90% of the epilogue, but that's because it felt like most of the epilogue was the dream sequence stuff. Oh, and I hate was, those so much with awful. a passion. Yeah. I, why I, I truly, when I saw like, uh, Bruce Wayne wake up from the Joker dream, I really felt like what, why did you waste my time? And you know what? That wasn't even filmed in 2017. They went back and filmed that this year. What an absolute waste of time for everyone. (laughs) Absolute unnecessary waste of just resources the actor's time, the entire staff. Like, I mean, honestly, think about it. In Batman versus Superman and multiple times in Justice League because they show, like, a vision where, like, Superman's holding Batman's head. Yeah. Those were completely stupid, dumb. They add nothing to the story. Like, it shouldn't have been there in BVS. It shouldn't have been there in Justice League. All it is is showing, hey, we were going to do a really crappy sequel based on a video game. Right. I, I, uh, I was about ready to tune out and just say like, I know how this movie ends. I don't even need to, I was so like done while the Mad Max crap and the, the Joker crap were happening. I was just like, why? Uh, This doesn't have anything to do with the entire story you were saying before this. This is, well, like why why do we waste time on that? And that was supposed to be what Justice League two and three were all about. And I, yeah. I don't think I could have sat through a movie like that. Yeah. To uh to to bring it back to this reference, I, I think a lot of people kind of make fun of uh the end of the like the epilogue of the Lord of the Rings. Cause the entire like last like this is just a guess, it might be like 45 minutes or something is all of this closure stuff. It's just a scene after scene after scene of closure stuff where you're just getting uh, all of the wrap up. It feels like there's like five or six endings that every (laughs) time it fades out, it feels like it's over and then it comes back in and there's another wrap up. Um, But those at least we're giving closure to the extremely long story and uh, giving you where the characters are ending up. And we're wrapping up the core conceit of the, 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 the moral of the story in a way Uh, this last half hour was felt like a complete antithesis of everything that came before it. And it was a complete waste of time. Yeah. I just, I, there was no reason for that to be there. There's no reason for it to ever be shot or filmed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it was just a complete waste in two movies. That actually makes me uh, hate it more. I didn't know that it was shot later. Um, I was thinking, like, you couldn't have possibly been shooting this for for Justice League. This had to have been some weird leftover footage from something. Like, I, I just couldn't <laughs> believe that it was for that. And now that it makes so much more sense that you say that it was shot later. 
Yeah, it was Snyder trying to beg for a sequel. I got it. Okay. All right. And last thing, bring up a what didn't work. I got to say, I'm still not a fan of Jared Lowe's performance as Joker. I thought it was really bad. Especially when he almost goes full Christian Bale, where he's like, we live in a society, don't we? Batman. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. No, 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 no. We had we had raspy voice Batman. Then we got good Batman. Now we have bad Joker and he's raspy Joker. No. It just, yeah. he's really just overdoing it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel natural. Like, a Cesar Romero, a Jack Nicholson, a Heath Ledger, a Cameron, whatever his name was from Gotham. I'm sorry, dude, mm-hmm. you are great, but I can't remember your name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't like no one really likes this version of Joker, right? Like, I mean, why did they try so hard to bring him back? I think it was just if Ben's done, let's just at least get one scene with them together. Which yeah. if you're going to do that, why not just have that be like the fu- the opening or the ending where he just catches Joker in regular Gotham City? Yeah, and I'll say I happened to see the cast and saw like Jared Leto in it, and I was like, "Oh, are they? How are they putting like the Joker's going to be in it again?" Like, so I was kind of like half expecting some kind of small cameo. I did not expect it to be a completely arbitrary dream sequence. Uh, There's so many ways to, to incorporate the Joker into it. Like what a weird (laughs) narrative choice. Like remember that scene where um, they think it's Lex Luthor in Arkham and it turns out it's not. Yeah. You could have easily put Joker in there. Yeah, and I also didn't. I also didn't uh, want the Lex Luthor stuff. If if uh, it had to be, yeah, I would say if if you took out almost everything in those parts of the epilogue and had to have the Joker in it, I'd just say just don't even have the Lex Luthor stuff. Just have like, oh, it looks like the Joker escaped. Like, well, t- the Lex Luthor stuff with Deathstroke did set up what would have been a very cool Batman movie yeah but i know that we're <laughs> I, I know that yes. that's not it fe- it felt pointless because of that but yes all right here's something we haven't brought up so this movie did something interesting they did the four three aspect ratio yeah now to be honest when they first they first announced it, i was not a fan in fact in the trailer, I was hoping it wasn't real. Yeah. So, what did you think about the aspect ratio? Overall, now, I'm going to try and bring something up, but they did do update Batman versus Superman digitally to where it changes for the shots filmed in IMAX. And when you watch it like that, where it switches, it really makes those scenes pop. Like as someone who's watched BBS a lot and seen like the full image, it was like, wow. And I wish it was switched back and forth like that in Justice League. Because I don't think the full thing would have been filmed in IMAX cameras. So (laughs) 
what you I mean, if it is if the whole thing was an IMAX, then sure, okay, but wasn't a fan of having the whole yeah. thing look like an old TV show. So what'd you think about the aspect uh, ratio? Did mm. it bother you at all or I I it it didn't it didn't come to my mind that much. I, I it did I don't think it bothered me. Uh it didn't irk me while watching or anything. Um I and in general I like and support the idea of like experimenting with different ratios uh, or like just stuff like like I don't know one of my favorite recent movies that I never got to talk about think I cuz I saw it too late for one of our lists but uh the lighthouse is in like a weird aspect ratio I don't think it's uh I don't think it's I think it's a square or like it's slightly different but like for that it makes a lot of sense and uh like they're fully going into the uh older movie angle but i think from the beginning when i heard it was in uh uh four by three aspect ratio i don't know why all right now here's (laughs) here's what i was able to find okay and it does, I think, actually make it pop more. So let's see. Where is okay. Yeah. So if you look at it without the IMAX, this is what the scene looked like. Which overall yeah. looks pretty nice, right? Yeah. But then we have an IMAX, it looks like that. Right. Like you yeah. like you see his his full ears, everything. Mm-hmm. It just makes it pop more. Yeah. Like I, I, um, I definitely think like it shouldn't just be a default that because screens are this size that we must do everything in that. Because, uh, if I had to guess the reason why, like the long, like thin thing, uh, I mean, I can imagine, like sceneries and like eyes being reasons for that. Uh, but not all movies have the same focal points. And when you have a movie with a lot of vertical, like, uh, um, interest, like a suit <laughs> of like a zoomed out character of a suit, I can see why having a dis- different aspect ratio would just make more sense for well, again. That's like to see the full thing goes shot with IMAX cameras. Yes. Um, r- right. Because um, they uh, actually have to like cut it down to get it to widescreen. Although in the, the dark Knight trilogy in the dark Knight, you know, it switches back and forth, but they don't have the bars on the side. It just yes. fits the full screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. From, uh, I don't know. From the old days of uh, having a full screen TV and movies starting to be widescreen and needing to deal with those uh, black bars, I think I've gotten fairly used to that. And I don't think I'm that bothered by <laughs> bars anymore. Yeah, I and, just uh, wish they would switch back and forth. Unless the full thing was in IMAX, but... Right. That'd be pretty expensive. Yeah, it could have made certain scenes pop even more to be selective with it, for sure. All right. Now, 
All right, we'll get into this comparison thing, all right? All right. Was, oh, oh okay, yeah, we'll get into the, we'll get about, in retrospect, now that we've seen the Snyder Cut, we've seen the theatrical cut, mm-hmm. was it worth everything that the film went through? Because... I, I have two ways to look at it. One is I on one hand, I do think it was better to reshoot the Superman stuff. Because I mean look, Superman's clearly Snyder's weakness. Like Batman is his strengths. Superman is a weakness of his. Yeah. And I think reshooting the Superman stuff helped Justice League. Yeah. But at the same time, you really would have to put your head in the sand to not know that, guys, after BVS, it's over. It's done. No one cares anymore. Yeah. So it's a little bit. Did they not know? They had to have known it was a lost cause. Like, nothing you do is going to change this. Yeah. I I feel like if they really wanted it to be some kind of homage to the characters or something for fans of the DCU as it is currently, I'm actually surprised and disappointed that it had so much like sequel baiting. It was Oh, it was a lot uh, <laughs> that it just felt like um, you really should have used this as a way to bring closure and wrap up to what came before it. And maybe if there's more, that's great, but don't base so much of this on it. Um, well, to be ta- to be fair, you're talking about the Snyder Cut if I mean that was the plan was that there were going to be sequels so if you don't yeah, put her. the sequel stuff in but there was no need to film that stupid nightmare crap with Joker yeah that's that's more what I mean um yeah I, I'm not that is not a criticism of uh the theatrical version that makes sense and that there are going to be tons of things that sort of set up a sequel but um, I guess uh, definitely adding that part was just an, just an, uh, not just a not good. Um, but I also just kind of wonder, I mean, you could argue artistic vision, you want it to be like it was supposed to be back then. Uh, but uh, I kind of wonder if they could have edited it a little knowing that there wouldn't be a sequel, but so in the end, let's we'll, we'll move on later after this, but in the end, was it worth removing Snyder and gain Joss Whedon to finish the movie? Well, no, well, look, we don't know if he was fired or if he left, we just know something happened 
And even before Justice League, Warner Brothers wanted to move on from Zack Snyder. Yeah. Was it worth the hassle? Was it worth all of this to bring in Joss Whedon? Or... No, look, I think both the theatrical and the Snyder have their pros and cons. And I think overall, Superman is a big part of why I would say... You know, it was worth it to get Joss in to fix Superman, even with the mustache thing. But mm-hmm. even then, knowing it's the third, I mean, really the third film following two, one that got mixed reviews, one that was panned, that kind of, even to this day, we are still feeling the effects of Batman versus Superman. Was it worth it? Was it worth the hassle? Or was it a lost cause? I, to be honest, I don't know. I think, well, mm-hmm. I think bringing in Joss Whedon helped Superman. Mm-hmm. I think it's naive to think that it wasn't a lost cause. Justice League did not have a lot of hype. And even before all this drama, it had such a low box office opening. Even b- before people knew about the whole how much of it was we and how much of it was Snyder. And as we learned, most of the theatrical cut was Snyder, which for years we heard all these lies. Oh, Snyder only did 10%. We even in one of our videos got commented this whole explanation about, Oh, really barely any of it was Snyder. No, most of the theatrical cut is in the Snyder cut. Mm -hmm. All right. Now I didn't want to bring this up. But a lot of people are bringing it up, so it needs to be asked. Sure. After the reaction to the Snyder Cut, should the Snyderverse, as we know it, be restored into the DCEU? Should we continue with Zack's vision? Uh... And I have six, five points to make on that. But I guess I'll turn to you first. I have, or I have you four want. I have four words to make on that. All um, right. God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is brutally honest. <laughs> yeah, I I guess I guess that's <laughs> I guess I, I liked this the Snyder quite, cut overall quite a bit actually. But I think my my reaction to bringing it back in and like trying again I think is God, I hope not. Yes. So for me, it's it's really one answer. I mean, one word answer, it's no. (laughs) Because there are some things that we need to remember. Regardless of how I liked it, you can't objectively look at it and not say this. Batman versus Superman killed the DCEU. Even five years later, when you look at these, they are still trying to rebuild after the negative reception to Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if they hadn't put themselves in a position to where Justice League was filming two weeks after BVS, a Snyder director of Justice League would never have happened. And honestly, it would have been the right choice. It would have right. been the right choice to cancel Justice League. And like a lot of people were saying, do whatever you can to have Ben Affleck direct Batman and then give us some time and then do justice league. Mm-hmm. Right. 
so there's that five years later we are still feeling the effects of bvs yeah and let's also say it snyder's version of superman killed the superman film franchise like as much as i love having superman tv make no mistake the reason superman's on tv is because they can't put out another movie they're talking about rebooting but that is like during season four or five of superman lois like yeah it just it's a dead more than any other superhero it's a dead movie franchise right now yeah I think so. And I just got to say it. If the sequels were just going to be more that nightmare Mad Max crap, count me out. Because those are the worst parts of both of Snyder's uh, Justice League or Batman versus Superman movies. Those are the worst parts. They are so dumb. I, yeah, no, I truly thought that was absolute garbage and i didn't know what you were gonna say about it so i'm i'm i guess i'm glad we agree i wish we didn't have to agree on that but uh yeah i i would i mean we'll get more into final thoughts i assume but this i still would probably say this is my like the Snyder cut of the Justice League is probably my favorite Snyder work in DC. Oh yes. And that's in spite of the garbage nightmare scenes. <laughs> yes. All right. Now people are talking about how Batman Justice League Snyder cut has positive reviews. People are really liking it. And that's good. That's nice. But we're not looking at this movie the same way we would have if it had been released in 2017. Mm-hmm. Number one, it would have been a two and a half hour cut. And if it was like BVS, it would have been a horribly added, horribly added convoluted mess. It mm-hmm. just would have been awful because yeah. they were taking out the important stuff and left the sequel bait crap like uh, the nightmare scenes. Mm-hmm. And we're we're not looking at it as the future of the DC EU. Mm-hmm. You know, we're revisiting it as an era that's over. So there's no pressure. Yeah. Like people are talking about how they're viewing it as an Elseworld story, and that's great. But in 2017, this was the future of DC movies, not looking back on the past. So there, yeah, different. There's less pressure on the Snyder cut in 2021 Mm -hmm. than there would have been in 2017. Yeah, and finally, by the time they would get a sequel, Man of Steel will be over 10 years old. And when you get to that 10 year mark, it's time to say, you know what, this iteration has run its course, and it's time to think about rebooting either way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Marvel will have to realize that soon. Eventually, everything has to come to an end. Like, even Smallville, right? I love Smallville. But it was time to move on from Smallville and do Superman Lois. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that. That was my final point. So, what were, what were you going to say? Uh, so, 
I guess to explain uh, the the angle, I'm. I guess my overall question is: To what extent do you think that fans, anyone who saw the original, saw the Snyder Cut, and are just like, "This is way better." The original sucked, and the Snyder Cut is incredible. Joss Whedon completely ruined that, and it was all it was all bad. And this is how it should have been to begin with. Uh, how much of that is, um, like you said, the different expectations, uh, the different context of now, and people maybe misremembering uh, what the first one was really like, for lack of a better way to put it. I guess in my uh, analog to this and what I've experienced is uh, before uh, The Last Jedi became something that I had to like quietly like amongst a sea of people who hate it and think it's the worst thing that has ever happened. Uh, before that, in 2016, there was this video game called No Man's Sky. And no when Man's that was, Sky. yes, it was very hyped. It was like a sci-fi space game exploration thing that was very hyped. And when it came out, I, I was very excited. And when it came out, I played it and I loved it. From day one, I thought it was a great game. However, within the first week, when more and more people started to play it, I I cannot stress enough, this game was the most deplored and hated <laughs> video game you could possibly imagine wow people were like like death threats to the company that made it and stuff it was people hated it i even at the time made a post on reddit where i said guys this game is not that bad i think you had your expectations way too high i think you were expecting something and you were just wrong about what you were expecting and it was uh like downvoted and someone said someone commented to me you're everything that's wrong with the video game industry this is why we keep getting crap like this (laughs) and i i just was like i have to step out of this i'm just gonna ignore the internet i can't look at people's opinions on this game anymore uh cut to a year or two later the game continued to get updates and there's this huge update where they're just like hey everybody come back and play no man's sky again uh it, it was like it's basically like here's the snyder cut of no man's sky <laughs> it was a ref- a new refreshed thing like uh you have this game we updated it it's super different now it's what you expected to begin with we heard your complaints here it is and uh i went back and I would say the overall the game has improved. They had more time to work on it. Everyone is saying like this game is revered and has won awards now. It has wow. uh, pe- people are like saying like you game companies should look up to you. You're it's incredible <laughs> what you did. You kept working on it. You didn't just take our money and run. You've turned this awful game into something great. That's kind of the attitude that a lot of people have. And I'm sitting here. I had to explain all that because this is such a niche thing. Yes. I'm I'm sitting here going, it's not that different. The game is a little better because they had a little more time to work on it and add some stuff. But overall, it's a space exploration game where you explore planets. And that's kind of what it's been to. It was that from the beginning. 
and it kind of makes me wonder like like did people just want something to hate was it the context of when the game originally came out and the high expectations and now the stakes are lower because like they got it on sale and they're finally coming at it like the narrative changed the narrative now is if you come and play this game this game used to be awful and now when you play it this company clearly cares and they're improving on it slowly so when you come into it it's like uh, you're coming into it with a more positive attitude than people coming into it with like this hyped game that turned out to not be that good. But the new version of that game isn't that different than the original. And that's what I put my foot down. I say that. It's not that different. Yes. It's more the context that you're playing it in. How much of that is in the just is in Justice League? Because how different really is this that you can say that it's amazing and you used to say it was terrible. Yeah, because a lot, most of the theatrical cut is in here and a lot of stuff, a lot of people are pointing out that a lot of people who trashed on certain scenes saying, look at this waiting crap when they found out it was Snyder are praising it. Yes. Yeah. I think like there's a couple things. One is that if you were a fan of Man of Steel and BVS and you like love those movies, this the theatrical cut just doesn't match. Yeah. What it is. Like the Snyder cut, it feels more like a continuation versus the theatrical feels like a retcon. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. And I think maybe for some people, I think the the problem that Justice League, the theatrical cut had was it wasn't what fans were already fans who liked it, which there weren't a lot of. Let's just be honest. There weren't a lot of. Yeah, definitely. It was different from what they wanted. And for other people who didn't like it, it was too late. Like the damage had been done. Yeah. And I just think, Maybe it's because it fits in more with the style that Snyder established that people liked it. Yeah. I think that's what's making them look at it better. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's not like there wasn't going to be, it's not like Snyder got fired after BVS and there wasn't a Justice League movie they were promised a Justice League movie directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. And it's a little bit different for us. Just, But just for a little context, how often do we talk about Spider-Man 4 on here? Uh, like, we were promised Spider-Man 4. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And to this, even though, like, Spider-Verse, the influence from Sam Raimi has kind of closed that hole a little bit, there's still, like, a we were promised Spider-Man four. <laughs> yeah. We, we definitely still feel that today. Yeah. So I think the main thing is that maybe Snyder fans just didn't get closure. Like it For in sure. a way was retconned and rebooted. Yeah. But now it's like, all right, we got, we got it. And we, now, you know, it's weird too, because it doesn't, it feels the least like Snyder, this Justice League movie. Like, 
BVS feels right. like very Zack Snyder, very similar to Watchmen. And mm-hmm. this one feels the least like it, but maybe that was yeah. just part of the plan. But right. I think a lot of it is like they were promised one thing, they didn't get it. And for a lot of people, it's too little, too late, even though the theatrical cut did get better reviews than Batman versus Superman. True. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that, I, I was just, uh, I'm always curious about, uh, about the psyche of, for, of the comment section. You look at the comment oh, yes. sections and the, the psyche. I, I, I'm just, I just, uh, I try to understand that more. And as uh, a bit of an outsider to like hardcore DC fandom, especially like, I don't think I've ever really met anyone who's like super into like Snyder DC movies specifically. Seems like a weird niche to me, <laughs> but I know that the, the like apparently and with the, the way that this Justice League is received too, uh, there's this particular reaction and I know how fan bases are in general. So it's better. It's it's, I'm glad to understand that a little better. So, yes. All right. So (laughs) here's just a random question to ask a little, it's a, I guess it's a little rabbit hole. Yeah. But it's kind of just the Snyder verse. Now, we saw those stupid nightmare scenes, right? Yes. Now, in there, we Superman is going to turn evil and crap. And we know in the third one, Batman was supposed to die. And eventually, Clark and Lois's son would become the new Batman because he has no powers, which is yeah. such a stupid idea, but whatever. Now, when you think about it, that was the plan for Justice League 2 and 3. And, but yet, we were going to have the Batman, which was going to be a trilogy happening alongside right. those movies, including one where Batman died. And when did Wonder Woman 84 get in, in development? No, let's see. All right, so in June 2017, they started working on a Wonder Woman sequel Mm -hmm. before Justice League, which contradicted Snyder's plan. Right. So part of me has to ask, was there ever really a DCEU? Or was it planned that these are all kind of separate continuities? Because what they were going to do with the Ben Affleck's Batman was completely like... He's dead in the Justice League movie, but he's alive in the Batman too. Like, right? Was there yeah. ever really a DC extended universe, or was it just the characters are off on their own and we reuse the same actors? Yeah, it kind of makes me wonder if, like, um, like production and stuff takes a long time. It kind of makes me wonder if, like, early on in planning this like they like with Batman versus Superman and in Man of Steel and then in the works of planning a Wonder Woman movie that they had some like I it, it makes me wonder if people started to expect an enormous amount of continuity and a cinematic universe kind of thing 
just because Marvel was taking off so much. Uh, the like, I mean, the Avengers came out in 2012, and then it was like, okay, we're fully in this fully cohesive, uh, like extended universe where it's all the same canon, same universe, the whole shebang. Uh, but it, you raise a good point that like that could have never actually been the plan to begin with. And maybe they tried to pivot to that at some point, but if they had never, if that wasn't the plan to begin with, I could see how it would get muddled, how it starts to be that you're producing movies and there isn't necessarily a plan to make this work with the other ones. Yeah. Part of me thinks that, I mean, when you look at the last, like, let's look at the last two years of DC movies. We yeah. had Birds of Prey, Joker, Wonder Woman 84, Snyder Cut. Really, none of them really go together. But yet, maybe that was what the DCEU was going to be the whole time. Just mm -hmm. stand alone and we'll reuse some of the actors you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it could seem that way now. All right. So. Here's the big question to ask. And I'm trying to save it for the end, for close to the end, but it does need to be asked. It's hard to, but it just needs to be asked. Which version do you prefer? Do you prefer the theatrical 2017 cut or the 2021 Snyder cut? I don't know who you want to go first, but I guess I can ask you, which one do you yeah, prefer? I don't, I, um, like I said, I'm still forming my thoughts on this, but I think I would have to say I like the Snyder Cut more. I think they had more time to work on it, which is good. Yeah, I, it's not like when they had to get that November 2017 release date because Kevin Sujahara needed his bonus. Yeah, and uh, um, the narrative is... a billion times stronger in it but again i think that's just having more time having more room to make a better edit um it, it was just overall more cohesive i think th that uh i wish i could say that more enthusiastically i guess <laughs> is all uh because um like my view of the theatrical cut, I think kind of sank over time uh, where I just kind of looked back and didn't like some things about it. Um, and this removed a lot of that, but then it added things I didn't like. So it is this weird off balance, but overall I did, I do prefer uh, the Snyder cut. I'm pretty sure. All right. Now for me, so I had a different opinion when I first watched it. <laughs> At first, I preferred the Snyder Cut because there's more cool stuff in there. I think that the obviously most of the theatrical cut is in the Snyder Cut, but yeah, I thought a lot of the best stuff from the Snyder Cut or from the theatrical cut was from the Snyder Cut. Um, I thought it improved a lot on stuff, but there are two things that make me prefer the theatrical cut. One 
is that it's not as dragged out. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch the Justice League theatrical cut, I'm like, yeah. Versus when I watched the Snyder cut, I was like, all right, let's get moving. Come on, guys. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me is that this is Justice League. And for me, Superman in the theatrical cut was far superior than the one we had in this one. So Superman almost alone makes the theatrical cut, in my opinion, better, even though they both have their pros and cons. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now we're doing this new segment called If You Like This, We'll Recommend Some Stuff. So do you have anything to recommend for people if they liked Zack Snyder's Justice League that you feel they should check out? Um, I mean, I guess the thing, the, the most obvious thing that comes to mind that, um, Watchmen is, is good. I think to me, that's, that was one thing I said. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's the better, like, uh, to me, that's peak Snyder. Not that I'm like a big, Snyder as a director, like fan that I flock to see his movies or something, but uh, knowing that that's also by him and that I really enjoyed that movie um, back when I saw that. Um, I feel like if you really like the Snyder cut, there's there's probably a reason for that and you're probably going to be looking for, for one of his other good movies. But uh I mean, I guess I would say if you if you liked the runtime, if that was if that was fun for you to uh, to to watch a four hour movie, definitely watch definitely watch the Lord, the Lord of the Rings extended versions. But uh, that's for the niche amount of people who are like, I think I want to watch another four hour movie. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Oh, I, I would love another four hour. You know what was nice is that with this movie, we were kind of getting like two Justice League movies, basically. Yeah, yeah, lengthwise. All right. Now, for me, let me bring up some stuff I, I'd recommend. Because right. if you are a fan of the Snyder Cut, the two comics I felt the most influenced from was one was Justice League Volume 1 Origin by Jeff Johns and Jim Lee. What a great team that is. You know, best writer in comics right now, best artist in comics right now together. You can't ask for better than that. And a lot of... So this is when DC did their reboot 10 years ago, which feels weird to say. But it was 10 years ago they did this reboot, and this is the story of them coming together to face Darkseid. Luckily, not Stephen Wolf, but you got Darkseid right there. The other storyline is Reign of the Superman. This is the storyline in which Superman comes back from the dead. So this was his return. Mm-hmm. And unlike the Snyder Cut where he fights Stephen Wolf, you he goes after that evil robot Superman is trying to take his place. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. It's great. So, yeah. Now, if you want to watch something, may I recommend the DC animated movie universe that ran from 2014 to 2020 that began with Justice League War. And if you watch those movies, 
you're basically getting what the Snyder plan was because they were happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're getting the formation of the Justice League, the death of Superman, the return of Superman, and you are also getting Dark Side Apocalypse or Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, the finale to this universe, which has a pretty similar plot to what the Snyder sequels were going to be, where Darkseid is taking over the Earth and it's the heroes and one last hurrah. Yeah. When this movie came out, I binged all... It's it's over 10 movies, but I watched them all and I was like, you know what? Awesome. Got DC movie universe. So... I I really believe, like, if you liked those movies, start with Justice League War. Some people will say you have to start with Flashpoint, but that's really only the post-credits scene. So this one is the one you jump in on. But you you should all watch Flashpoint because it's great. It's awesome. I love it. It's got Kevin Conroy. What more could you ask? (laughs) So, yeah, check those out if you want to have another DC universe. And also... Why not the DC animated universe and the Arrowverse while you're at it? Absolutely. All right. Now, we've established, look, the Snyder Cut, Warner Brothers has said <clears throat> Snyder, you, the Snyderverse is done. We both said, don't go back to it. Mm-hmm. But what can the filmmakers take from this movie for future movies? Right. What worked in here that they could take next time they take a crack at Justice League movie? Which, if we find out Superman and Wonder Woman are in the Flash with Batman, that that's good enough. I consider that yeah. Justice League. <clears throat> it's, it's like Civil War being Avengers, really Avengers three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, anything I think- come to mind about <clears throat> what they could take? From the Snyder cut. Yeah, I have to get back in gear uh, to the positive stuff we were saying. Uh, uh, it feels so long ago, but I did. Oh, yes. Most positive things about it. Um, I definitely think that uh, uh, really delving into each of the characters, I think, is a good idea. So it feels like. Um, not just a like the characters each have their own emotional impacts uh individually uh i don't know that you need to spend as much time if it were just a movie on each character but i do think that like you have flash flash and his dad cyborg and his dad <laughs> um Batman and Superman and their lack of a dad. Yes. That's not really, uh, it's not really the crux of this movie, but I do think that that technically Wonder Woman's never met her dad. He's a deadbeat. Zeus would jerk. God, Zeus. Um, God, Zeus. Um, (laughs) Oh, yes. So for me, one thing is make sure that you have the characters different from each other. Mm-hmm. Do Justice League. Don't do Batman versus Superman. Make sure, like, Batman, we know his personality. We know who Flash is. We know who Wonder Woman is. We know who Cyborg is. Yeah. And that's important. And that makes it so it's more fun when the characters cross over. 
The other one is just like we had in Superman and Lois, whatever you think about Zack Snyder's contributions to the DC universe, he really raised the bar with action scenes. Yes. So I was trying to keep think up of a with way that. Put, I was trying to think of a way to put that, like uh, without just saying like keep up the cool action scenes. But that yes. really is one of the biggest things I think that they should maintain. Yes, like the scenes in there look so great. Keep it up with great visuals. Yeah. All right, guys, there we go with our special on the Snyder Cut. Looks like oh, it's a did we actually a while. get there? Wow, we actually are we actually at the end? We are. Yeah. So let us give our final thoughts on the Snyder Cut. I guess I can go first with, you know, the Snyder Cut, you know, Justice League we thought was going to, you know, be part of the beginning of the DCEU. But this Snyder Cut is such a wonderful ending to the Zack Snyder era of DC films. And when you look at it, Snyder got his trilogy Every storyline is wrapped up. And more importantly, maybe like the best type of ending you can have. Fans are who checked it out are really enjoying it. It's got 71% on Rotten Tomatoes last I checked. For a franchise that, you know, had arguably the most hated superhero movie in BVS, to go out with everything's tied up, um, it's it's a tr- it's the end of a trilogy, and it's going out with successful reviews. It's bringing closure both for Zack Snyder personally, everyone involved in the film personally, and to fans of this incarnation of the DC universe. Yeah. It is a perfect conclusion. Yeah, <clears throat> I guess for for my thoughts, I I also. Uh think it, it really feels like a good uh closing chapter i i think that it um i uh, really uh, gave the story a, a lot of time to breathe and uh it, it brought out a lot that was uh good about this narrative to begin with with the caveat that maybe too much was added and that uh, it, it added things that were maybe not ultimately necessary to add. Um, but overall, I thought that the Snyder Cut was is was worth existing, which is yes. not something I... Uh, I was not one of the people asking for it. This almost sounds like a different slogan that we do Um, oh yes uh i uh i was not one of the people asking for the snyder cut i i didn't think there was that much to add but here we are i think it was worth it i think it was worth creating yes in the end i think it was worth putting it together giving us another addition to the dc film library all right guys there we go with our special for the snyder cut what a ride it's been. We are saying goodbye to you all now. And just always remember, 
that whether it's the theatrical version or an extended version of falling down, you keep falling down that rabbit hole.